Coming up on today's episode, Steph Curry sets the record of all-time three-pointers. We'll get into that and how many more he can possibly get. I'm going to give you my personal favorite top five three-point series of all time. I'm giving you a rundown of NFL Week 15 Power Rankings too. All that and more coming up. Let's get started. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Welcome to the show. Okay, so if you're an NBA fan, you're really going to like this episode. You specifically really liked what happened last night. It was a great moment in Madison Square Garden, New York. You know, <laughs> Steph Curry is this remarkable talent, and we witnessed history last night. He went into the game just needing two three-pointers to break the all-time record held by Ray Allen, and he did it in the first quarter. Only took him three shots. He got it. Remarkable scene. Congratulations to Steph Curry. The man is just, I've never seen it, and I don't think anybody else has or will see another player like this with the shooting capabilities that he has. Remember growing up, if you took these wild three-pointers and this many three-pointers during a game, you got your butt put on the bench. Like, I remember that growing up. If you took this much, I played basketball. If you took 10 plus three-pointers in a game, you, you were on the bench. You were on the bench if you even shot at max 6-7. was like the max you could probably take a game. Now, heave it up. You know, it's, it doesn't matter. And Seth Curry shoots it from the parking lot. And it was just a remarkable scene. And the best part of it all, they won the game too. Warriors beat the Knicks 105-296 in the guard. In Madison Square Garden, it seems like magic moments just keep happening in the Knicks, you know, stadium. Aside from the Knicks, <laughs> everybody seems to have career performances there. And... What a surprise. Steph Curry, we thought he could maybe even break the record a couple of nights ago. But no, it had to be at Madison Square Garden. But congratulations. Passes Ray. Everybody's in attendance. Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, a lot of the greats. And I was watching it on TV and was waiting for the moment. I knew it was going to happen early. I knew it was going to happen early, and it did. And we're this Steph Curry is just remarkable. Like, look at these stats. I mean, he's already at 145 on the year. Nobody even has a hundred yet, you know. Because this is going to lead into the next question, but and they have an NBA best twenty three and five, so it's not like Steph Curry is back on his MVP run, like he was, like six seven years ago when he had that remarkable season and went back to back MVPs. So this is just a crazy thing that's happening here. And it was most remarkable. It was 2,974 for the record. He got it. He obviously got more. He ended up hitting a five on the night. And he did it in five over 500 games fewer than Ray Allen. That This kind of sets the stone there. Um, it's just 
I mean, this is crazy. 2,974. How many can he get? I guess that's the next question we're all asking ourselves. How many can he get before his career is, you know, over? I think very highly he's going to hit the 4,000 mark. I mean, he's going to be, this guy gets like a couple hundred plus threes a season. He's on pace for that again this year. Big time. So if he just plays another five years, 5,000 may be the milestone mark. And this record is going to be blown so far out of the water here that I don't think anybody is ever going to catch it. James Harden is the next guy in line. He's going after Ray Allen now, too. James Harden is going to be probably finished second when his career is done. Like, a lot of these great players that we saw growing up with these three-pointers, we thought this was a lot. But maybe Ray Allen, he may fall. You know, the way the game has evolved in the three-point shot, Ray Allen may fall down like, you know, 10 to 15, you know, as the years go on because it's all about the three-point shot now in the NBA. And for like a better term, there's not a big, you know, defensively uh, as much presence as it was back in the day either. But um, this is this guy can shoot with guys getting double and triple team. He's still putting up these numbers. That's what's so remarkable about it. Like he is just making them anyways. Nobody's ever done it. He's shooting half court shots and he's swishing them. It's unheard of. He's got all the kids at the playground. You know the you know this pickup games shooting <laughs> shooting these shots and they're going in. So he's definitely set a trend and. I really think he may get the 5,000 before his career is done. I think that's a big-time possibility for Steph Curry to hit 5,000. I think that is the milestone the next. like, Obviously, when he hits 3,000, it's going to be happening very shortly this year. 4,000, and I think 5,000 is the big-time milestone. So, now, this, I'm going to give you my top five three-point shooters of all time. Now, this is a personal. This is me personally, okay? There's some names I left off the list that I will mention. Everybody's going to have an opinion, and I would not argue with these guys because these guys are all sharpshooters. They're fun to watch. And there's just, I mean, if you make an argument for one of them, I can wholeheartedly agree because they were this that good. All right, so I'm going to start off with number five. I was going back and forth between this one. But I went ahead and put Dale Ellis in here. And he kind of gets forgotten. Because Dale Ellis in the late 80s and 90s was just crazy. Him in today's game, I bet you he'll be neck and neck with a Steph Curry. That's how much of a sharpshooter he was. His best uh, years were with uh, Seattle Supersonics. Um, He did bounce around the league a little bit. In Milwaukee, Denver, and whatnot, and then back to Seattle. Like he, he, and San Antonio was another one he played for. Like, you know, he bounced around a little bit, but you look at his stats, he only surprisingly only made one All Star game. That's really surprising to me because he, everybody knows he had one of the most purest shots you've ever seen. He set the tone for everybody. He's the reason why all these other greats pretty much shot. And shooting the way they did, like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, like Dale Ellis was like the foundation of it. That's why I put him in there at number five. 40.3% overall. 
He shot 4,266 threes attempts for his career, which was 23rd overall. But this man, go back and look at this tape. This guy was crazy good. Every hit time he shot, it looked like it was going in. He competed in a three-point contest. I think he won in 89. Um, he was runner-up to Larry Bird, I believe, too, uh, back in the 80s. So this man was always in the three-point contest, it seemed like, for a a decade, and was one of the best to ever do it. So Dale Ellis made my list here at number five. And at number four, this is one of my um, this personal favorite players, too, growing up. Glenn Rice. He was 40% overall, shot 3,896 attempts for his career. He's 40th right now sitting in that spot because Glenn Rice was way ahead of his time, especially with the Hornets. The start of the Hornets and Glenn Rice, you know, like he was in Miami, uh, started his career. Then he went to the Lakers, of course. We know where they had that big Shaq and Kobe thing. Like, Glenn Rice was an amazing shooter way ahead of his time in today's league. That's why I say about him and both Dale Ellis. In today's league, we would probably be saying the same thing when it came to three-pointers like we do a staff, a James Harden, and a Clay Thompson, like these guys. That's how dynamic they were. And it was just incredible to watch Glenn Rice, one of my favorites. He comes in number four on my list. At number three, I got Reggie Miller. Who I mean, Reggie Miller coming off those screens, able off balance, just swishing it. We all remember those battles between the Pacers and Knicks where he dropped them right in front of Spike Lee in the playoff game and just like demoralized them in their whole city and everything. Reggie Miller was a feisty guy. He got up. He was just a man in Indiana, one of the greatest of all time, spent his whole career there. Reggie Miller, 39.5% overall of his career, like four, he's only 46, you know, overall. But he shot 6,486. He was second overall in attempts. So he shot a lot. Percentages went down a little bit. Still almost a 40% overall for his career, 18 years. Like, I mean, come on. Reggie Miller would love playing right now. Like, he was unmarkable. He was remarkable. Reggie Miller is my third. At number two, Ray Allen. This is, Ray Allen is one of my top five players of all time. My personally, I just love watching Ray Allen um, perform. Where he's in Milwaukee, he's in Seattle, Boston. And we had a game winner in game six of the finals for uh, the Miami Heat. The shot that this pussy, I mean, this is the most clutch shots in NBA history. Ray Allen was that guy. Jesus, Shuttlesworth, anybody knows who that is? It's from the, when he acted in the movie He Got Game. So with Denzel Washington, like one of the classic movies, like Jesus, Shuttlesworth, that's Ray Allen. He was incredible. He's the number two, 40% overall from three. He's first overall in attempts, 7,429, like, Man was one of the purest shooters to ever touch a basketball. And, of course, at number one now, it's Steph Curry. Just set the record. 43.6% for his career in threes. He only did it 5,690 attempts, which is this is crazy to think about, too. And he's probably going to have 5,000 makes in his career. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Greatest three-point shooter of all time. 
He's going to hold all those records. He very well will be on his way to another MVP. So he is nine number one. It's Steph Curry. Now some honorable mentions you get. You can throw in there. You can throw in Clay Thompson. He may be battling up. If he wasn't injured the last couple of years, significant injuries. You know, of course we know when him and Steph are on the court, it's the Splash Brothers. It's a scene to behold. Kyle Korver was an amazing three-point shooter. You can throw him in there. You can throw J.J. Redick in here. Like, these guys were incredible. Kyle Korver is probably the one that could really make this top five list. He's going to be on a lot of people's top five lists of all time. Comes to three-point shooting because he was just that guy. Iverson, 43% for his career. He didn't take very many shot attempts either. He was a guy that mainly came off the bench, you know, especially later in his career. But he was so efficient. Like, if he put up eight, he was putting in them, them, almost all of them. Like, that's how efficient Kyle Korver was. So that wouldn't make an argument for any of these guys. Steve Nash was a great three-point shooter too, but he was not one that I would put in here as being feared. Like, you think you could have it. Like, so that's why there's my top five. There's some honorable mentions here for you. If you agree or disagree, let me know. Um, but that's my top five three-point shooters, my personal favorites. Of all time. All right, it's time now for my NFL Week 15 power rankings. And it's a movement this time. Somebody fell out of my top five that's been in there for the majority of this year. Let's get into my power rankings heading into week 15. At number five, I got the New England Patriots. They stay there. They're staying steady here for a third week in a row. My power rankings at that number five spot. Big game coming up at Indy this week. See if Mac Jones can you know, get decipher that Indianapolis defense and then see if Patriots can stop Jonathan Taylor this week. That's going to be a big-time battle. Patriots, Colts, can they do it? We're going to find out if this Patriots team is really, really for real about this and if Mac Jones is that guy and the Patriots can be a threat in the AFC when it comes playoff time. It looks like the division is all theirs. Or if they get this, it's, a, it's almost a pretty much a lock of them winning the AFC East again. So it's New England Patriot team that comes in at number five, steady. At number four, we got the New Energy. They're back in it again. The Los Angeles Rams. That's right. I put them back in my top five because I really believe in this team. I believed in them all year long. They've had a hiccups. They didn't beat anybody with a winning record aside from the Tampa Bay early in the season. They were kept losing. It's like, what's going on? Matt Stafford had like back-to-back games, throwing pick sixes, and this just wasn't working. What was wrong with the offense? Now OBJ is getting more involved. He was heavily involved against Arizona. They beat them this past, you know, um, Sunday night in primetime fashion, or excuse me, Monday night in primetime fashion. It was one of the most highly anticipated Monday night games we've had this year, and they did it. Matthew Stafford, three touchdowns. When OBJ was involved, Cooper Cup, they could have no answer. Kyler Murray, this is why they weren't in it. It's just Arizona plays to a fault where it's like you want to believe in them. It's just kind of like the same thing maybe happened like it did in last year and the year before. Down the stretch, that's the Rams are going the right direction. And Sony Michelle ran the ball well. Um, in game, they're going to get their buddy Daryl Henderson back. You know, we'll see all these health and protocol things. It seems like the half of the team now is in it. But the Rams, they're going to be fight. 
the Super Bowl's in L.A., man. We got to believe that it could be a possibility of it happening. That's why I'm putting them back in my top five at number four. And number three, Kansas City Chiefs, they stay there. I mean, they bulldozed the Raiders this past weekend after they stomped on their logo, blew them out 48-9, to showing everybody in the world they mean business. They ain't playing around no more. Kansas City Chiefs are in at number three. Good luck stopping this team. If they can get rolling and get that confidence like they've been getting right now, look out, NFL. You could see the Chiefs back into the Super Bowl. At number two, I got a Tampa Bay Bucks. They survived against Buffalo. But anytime you got Tom Brady, you got to keep him in there. That's why they're at number two. Defense coming along a lot better. They played a lot better this past week than they have in weeks past. I mean, the Bucks. I just don't want to play. I wouldn't want to go against Tom Brady, especially if he gets home field advantage. Right now, they're the number two seed, Tampa Bay Bucks. The road may go through them again come playoff time. We're going to find out. It's a tight race for that number one seed and getting the bye and home field advantage. So that's why they're number two in my – plus Tom Brady. I mean, he's the MVP leader right now. So – that's why they're number two. At number one, Green Bay Packers. Yes, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Can he be stopped? Try to tell people weeks ago that he was going to go on a tear. I said this weeks ago when he missed that game where everybody saw Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers lose to Kansas City Chiefs. They're like, oh my gosh. Like, what's going to happen? Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love gets his shot at being the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers may not be there next year, but it's this year. We're not worried about next year. This year, Aaron Rodgers is right there with Tom Brady in the MVP candidacy. He may win it. He's having a career year. He looks like the best he's ever been. Like, this man is unstoppable making these throws. I mean, these throws he was making was just, I mean, Nobody can make these throws that he made. It's ridiculous. And him and Devontae Adams are the best wide receiver quarterback duo in the whole entire league. Green Bay playing efficient ball on the defensive side of the ball, playing efficiently on offense. Like, Green Bay Packers, they stay at my number one in this week's power rankings. So now let's just talk about a little bit about the team I left off. The Arizona Cardinals. Why? Why didn't they make my power rankings this week? Because they lost at home to the Rams. Rams were without their best corner, and Jalen Ramsey was out. Starting tight ends out. Higby, the starting running backs out. Rams were missing a lot of players in this game. They're on the road. Cardinals didn't take advantage of it. Neither did Kyler Murray. And this has been the problem with Arizona. This is why I've had my doubts with them. Great team on paper. Defense, Chandler Jones, I think we only mentioned him maybe twice the whole game. So where's Buda Baker? Where's the, where are these guys at? We didn't really mention these guys' names uh, during Monday night. So Arizona, they falter in late in seasons when things get tight, things become must-wins. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, I mean, the clock management at the end of the game Kyler Murray, the team wanted him to spike the ball. He didn't want to spike the ball and give him more time. Like, this is what's going to probably happen to them. If they 
play in the desert, it seems like they can't take advantage of their home field. Green Bay plays well there. Tampa could probably play well. The Rams play well there. It's just something about it where they just can't take care of business at home, and that's why I left them off my top five. And Kyler Murray's got to play better. He was in that MVP form, but yes, he's coming off an injury. May have to take a couple more weeks to really get his groove back. I mean, he made some killer throws during the game. His mobility seems to be back, but I do not trust this team when things get down to the wire. We kind of saw a little bit earlier with the Green Bay game where Kyler threw the interception and him and A.J. Green were on the same page. Kyler Murray seems to be getting upset with the players. Kyler Murray needs to get upset with himself because he has to play better. He may, He's a smaller guy. And he threw a couple of interceptions this last game. You could tell why his height really does matter. Leonard Floyd just barely was on his toes and got that interception. Kyle Murray thought he could float it over the top of him. Didn't realize how tall Leonard Floyd really is. But that is a glowing concern with Arizona, and that's why I left him off. Cowboy fans, they probably want to enter this top five. Jerry Jones calling out Dak Prescott, saying he's in a little bit of a slump. Cowboys, how about them, Cowboys? You're not in my top five. I can't get the end there. You almost blew the lead to Washington. So maybe Cardinals and Cowboy fans trying to get in that top five. Not yet. You're too inconsistent. And this is my top five. <laughs> and I'll wrap up today's episode. And thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Career with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Monday and Wednesday and is available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. It's feeltheheatent.com. You can stream the podcast on there, check out the articles, and we have a merch store for you to check out as well. Uh, check us out on social media at feeltheheatent. It's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you again for joining me. Y'all have a blessed day. Catch y'all next Monday. Oh,